This is Cinematic Suffering, where we watch every horror movie streaming on Netflix, from A to Z, for better or worse. Life is pain, and so are bad horror movies. Yeah, I just got a bunch of stuff in the mail from Amazon for recording purposes and Twitch streaming, and uh, it's going to sound totally cool, bros. Sweet. Nice. Just so my end, you guys will sound like shit, because that's how I Yeah, I mean, because we're, yeah, we're... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're not professionals and speaking of not professionals let's talk about the this latest movie we've seen no, that's we're, right we're, we're gonna get jump into that we are uh we are cinematic suffering of course uh we are back again from the dead we have been off on a little hiatus after pushing out 11 episodes almost once one a week last year and, yeah uh, we decided to um let our uh, productivity plummet we thought that that would help uh, gain a a very good audience there <laughs> so we, yeah we figured like we just let everything kind of cool off and simmer down because it was going really hot and right where we're at our, our peak we dropped it yeah we just we we both got scandalous uh drug addict addictions and and I'm, I'm forgetting how to use words and i'm completely sober this is a good start very good <laughs> we're starting off strong we, we're doing great here but we have someone, <laughs> we have a new new addition to the team that will hopefully hopefully keep us in line and uh, keep us off of our drug addictions and our word stumbling uh that's right the illustrious the ever adorable the ever sexy Morgan Hayes. Morgan, yeah, this is, can you hear the yeah. clap? Yeah, we can yes. hear the clap. Morgan. Wow, thank, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Now, now the, we decided to bring Morgan on because uh, uh, Clay and I just didn't have enough to talk about with the two of us. And uh, we're like, hey, let's bring in a third. And I figured, hey, why not someone from our, our childhood as well and from growing up? And we've all kind of stayed in contact throughout the years. And uh, yeah, we've yep. known each other since uh, right around the puberty age, so it's been awkward the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you, what, what I hope for is that we'll have a lot of awkward pauses, even more with a third host. That'll be great. <laughs> hey, never let the audience down. Never, hey, <laughs> never, we, never. We've never. already had like 15 awkward pauses so far, so I'll just let it go down this to sound like the smoothest. <laughs> conversation we've ever had yeah or, or or we could or we could start again and make it sound totally uh you know uh uh imp- improvised there never, no, never. Give, give the audience what they want get the audience what they want yes, they that's want right. awkward <laughs> conversations about weird movies that's what we want to hear that's what they want to hear that's why we're back to do this so that's right. Let's chop up our Adderall and we're going to get right into this. We are Cinematic Suffering and what we do here is we review the Netflix horror catalog from A to Z and we go right through A to Z and it's been it's been pretty tough so far and we're getting ready to hit a real hard bump in the road. I'm not going to lie. We're doing American Poltergeist. Yes, uh, American Poltergeist. Uh, who who created this uh, great work of art? I'm glad you asked. From writer-director Mike Rutowski and co-writer Nicole Holland comes American Poltergeist. Wait a minute. Didn't Poltergeist take place in America, so uh, the American part is redundant? Anyway, anyway. The movie stars Simona Fusca, Donna Spangler, oh. Aaron Lee, oh, Nicole I love Holland. Ooh, and Nicole Holland plays double duty as scribe, so very hard worker there. Uh Arthur Richardson, Ashley Green, Elizabeth, Nicole Howell, Rich Rossi, Luke Brandon Field. It's just an all-star cast rounding out one of the more ambitious bungles I've seen in a minute. 
yeah, this is uh, this is an amazing experience, and uh, I guess we should just go ahead and delve right into it. I don't know uh, uh, what are your initial thoughts. I'm going to turn to Morgan, who's sitting kitty corner from me, and by kitty corner, I mean the other side of the country in Florida. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I went into this. My decision was I didn't want to like read up on it or anything. I didn't want to do any kind of background. I just wanted to go in cold and just get a feel for it and kind of, you know, getting just getting started into it. I was kind of thinking to myself, okay, it's got the classic kind of, you know, uh, tropes of, of, you know, horror movies you got your, your, you know, your young college slash teenage group of kids and, and they're going to do something. And, and then we're going to watch how this kind of unfolds. And, um, as, as I went through the process of watching it, um, I quickly kind of got the idea. I was thinking, why the name? I mean, it didn't seem like it kind of matched two and two together. I was, I started kind of getting lost on that. I was like, okay, because I remember as a kid, you know, watching the original Poltergeist movie, and I remember, you know, how great it was, and it scared the crap out of me and whatnot. Did you, did you think this was going to be somewhat similar to that? Well, yeah. I mean, when you think of Poltergeist, you know, you, you think of these really, you know, mischievous kind of, you know, uh, uh, spirits haunting the house kind of thing, and this movie just quickly did not, you know, go down that path. And it just went, it made a major left turn. And I was like, what the hell am I watching? You know, immediately is, is what I thought. Like, yeah. wow, this is, this is strange. Yeah. The, the, I, how would you, how would you guys describe the acting? The word that I placed on it was otherworldly. <laughs> well, it, I, I was going to say, you know, I, I thought the girl that, that played Taryn, I thought she did at least decent. I mean, she wasn't fantastic. She wasn't bad. But I, I think as far as like the cast goes, I think she did a decent job kind of anchoring, you know, with what she had to work with. But the rest of them, I was like, holy hell, what the, <laughs> where the it's, hell did they find these people, man? It just seemed like a Friends. It, it seems like a Friends movie. They, they got together. They're like, let's make a movie. They had no idea what they were doing. And they just said, let's just get some non-actors in here. Exactly. They're just their friends. Hey, you want to be in a movie? Yeah, I would love to be in a movie. And they all came down. <laughs> I mean, we already get together for the Coke-fueled swing party on Saturdays. Let's make a movie, too. <laughs> exactly. So you mentioned the, the kids, and I put that in quotes, uh, who are in college, who all throughout the movie mentioned they're from Brown University. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we're in Brown. We're studying at Brown. I can't believe she got into Brown. I'm like, and I, this was just one of the weird things that they that kept popping up through the movie for me. I'm like, why why keep mentioning the university? It, it doesn't. You don't even have to have a a name for it. You could just say <laughs> we, we're in college, but no, they kept yeah, specifically yeah. saying Brown University. Yeah, they get a discount on tuition, maybe. I, I think that obviously in order to get into Brown, if you're going to judge the cast uh, harshly, you just need to maintain a, a body heat that allows you to be alive. You can't be in a coma. <laughs> okay, so we start off here with uh, with a, it starts off with like this card, I guess, that starts off. It says that it's about an unsolved poltergeist case. And, and then it says, and then it's uh, then I was wondering, wait, an unsolved poltergeist case. Well, it was the poltergeist case solved, right? <laughs> I mean, and they they say it's an unsolved poltergeist case. Well, they obviously knew it was a poltergeist, so I guess it was solved. But uh, unsolved poltergeist cases exist in the same realm as unsolved UFO abductions, unsolved uh, <laughs> Illuminati conspiracies, unsolved reptilians. You know, there's a lot of unsolved <laughs> mysteries out there in the world. But yeah, um, well, it starts off with an old-fashioned like suicide by hanging. So it's like, oh wow, this is going to be. Uh, <laughs> interesting through and through 
Awkward pause yeah. number one. Yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> I was just going to see which one, uh, if anyone else was going to say anything. But we, we start off with that lady hanging herself, and uh, it's like, uh, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, at the beginning, I'm like, oh, maybe that'll make some sense later on. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. No, uh, no. will it play into the movie? No, I'm nope. just going to. Nope, well, never again. Kind of. It was well, one of the first of many scenes that just didn't kind of make any sense. Things were happening, and you're like, why did this happen? That, And then you kind of wait for something to unfold that kind of explains that event. And then you're kind of left – the whole movie goes on, and you're like, okay, this didn't make, what the hell was that? Why did they even add that in there? That makes no sense. Yeah, and this is – you know, we start seeing uh, – the the deconstruction as this movie as we, as we go along because we have it goes to the next scene of the car the car scene which started off really weird the one of the friends is in the front seat and the other friend is the back seat and they're talking to each other and i'm like why why is the friend sitting in the back seat and they're having this conversation on the way to the house it just looks weird yeah and, and, and these two dudes just to, to give the audience kind of an idea you got scott and you got michael michael is like the main guy in it i guess he's he's got short they're all white yeah. That is what it is. But um, Michael has short black hair and Scott has black curly hair. And and they're two of the whitest people uh, in the world. And they're getting they're driving to meet the other whitest people on Earth so that they can have a white people convention. <laughs> and uh, they get there and then Nikki is in the car with them. And I'm like, was she in the back blowing somebody? What What is going on here? Yeah, when they arrive at the house, the someone is in the front seat, and it's Nikki, but we don't establish that. But It just starts off right away with them having a conversation, one in the front seat and the one in the back. And I'm like, did they just do that just because it was convenient for the camera guy to be in the front seat? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. It's dangerous for him to be levitating outside of the car, holding on, you know, doing the skateboard, the old Marty McFly. <laughs> I, I even put, they arrive at the house. Oh, wait, there was someone else in the car? And I have a question. Yeah, can, uh, yeah it was that girl, Nikki, I guess, Michael's girlfriend. Yeah, the, Nikki. The girlfriend. Well, she's, I, the, the whole, okay, there's there's three girls, and the, it was so odd to me because they're all pretty, but they, they have the same basic body type. So I'm thinking, like, either the casting director or the director, let's, let's not <laughs> yeah. act like yeah. there's the, I don't think there was a casting agent on this one. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like, uh, even a, a buffet bar or anything like that. They just, <laughs> they, they had Del Taco cater the whole affair. But um, th they all have the same basic body type which i don't know why that bugged me but it did it was like do you have a type or do you just happen to know giraffe like pretty ladies and that's they're all kind of real white blonde anglo yeah. and tall and skinny and i don't know about you guys i was getting this weird uh, vibe as it started like this because they they started getting the stereotypical why did she get in brown you know and see this girl's dressed in a mini skirt and you know looking seductive and i'm like are they gonna go for the like the, the regular horror movie tropes of you know the sinner girl is the the you know the slutty one and then the pure girl is the you know stand-up one <clears throat> the hero girl or the last girl whatever that's usually in these movies and i kept getting this weird feeling that this is like a christian made film like it was a religious base because really i'm gonna jump, a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump ahead just a little bit because we go into the house right and the two girls this is a huge goddamn house and oh, yeah. the two girls room together. They sleep in a twin bed head to heel from each yeah. other. Meanwhile, yeah. the other guys get these large rooms by themselves. I'm like, why do they sleep head to heel in the same bed? I thought the same thing. I was like, what the hell is that all about? 
So that's why. Well, and and keep, it, yeah. keep in mind that when when they're sleeping in this little bed, when Jason says it was a little bed, we're talking a bare mattress on the floor with this weird dresser that's about hobbit height. So it's like if you're going to kidnap a hobbit, right? You want you want to kidnap your hobbit and hold him for ransom. That's the room you put him in. It's why are they sitting here? And it gets even more absurd later when you see the rest of the house. It's like <laughs> yeah. why were you staying in the hobbit hole? That makes no sense. It's true. It's a it's a little just a little hole little closet the, they slept in a twin bed uh head to heel and that's why i started getting the weird religious vibe because um maybe they didn't want the girls sleeping you know together to make it look like they're a couple because that would be uh, too shocking or whatever for the their proposed audience or something that's it, and we are bouncing around but that's fine like and that that bugged me too what it felt like to me is that the director was the horniest creature on earth but the movie just wasn't having it so you had this weird push pull of like put on a short skirt now do something sexual no <laughs> okay we're gonna shoot it anyway but i'm i'm hella angry and then so our host who's the host diana is that her name yeah, yeah when, as diana. A, as, as Michael and Scott are driving there, they they mention the host, uh, their host, the uh, uh, person that owns a house is Diana, and they describe her as eccentric. Yeah, it, uh, eccentric could be a word you could put on that. Uh, I think that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> More like new to the solar system. That's yeah. She's like, I'm oh, not yeah. an alien, but I'm just going to. Everyone have a seat. Uh, we'll serve you dinner, and then I'm going to ram my overpositor down your throat and plant my eggs into your chest. But I'm not an alien. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they meet her, she is like, welcome. The pool is 15 feet deep. She says it's a jacuzzi pool. Yeah. What the fuck is a jacuzzi pool? It triples as a toilet if you really want to be from this, <laughs> from Alpha Centauri about it. Uh, and then we see the we see one of the girls go and sit in the toilet, and then we hear pee sounds. And I oh god, it's such yeah. a weird. Movie. I said yeah. I love it. I, I knew this movie was going to be awesome. That's when I start writing that. And, uh, that, <laughs> that was day one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's another thing. This is this has got to be confusing as hell. So just to recap real quick, we got a bunch of feckless idiots going to, for no good reason, stay at a house hosted by a weird woman that's recently had a lobotomy. And uh, she seems comfortable having a bunch of, of horned up college students fornicating all over her house, but they never do. So. No, no. It's the most bizarre movie. It's it's really hard to describe in words just how odd the tone is and 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 how strange the dialogue is. The things that they say to to one another aren't conjunctions of words that people put in a sentence, and they aren't things that human beings say to one another. Yeah, the dialogue was very clunky, and it's like when they first arrive at the house, and Diana starts telling them about the house. I kind of got the idea that she was like reading, you know, bullet points off of a realtor's card or something like that in a very robotic manner. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you got to understand, she just got out of the hospital. She's in a very bad accident. They had to scoop about uh, 5% of her brain matter off the highway. So oh, <laughs> you're lucky she was, she's upright. <laughs> that was the first shocking moment for me from the film. Literally was when they met Diana because I was like, 
she was so robotic. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just so animatronic. It was just like, this isn't even a real person, is it? Did they like, you know, spend all the budget on on, on having a robot do the one of the, the, the roles <laughs> in the film or something? I mean, what the I hell? This, I got this great idea, guys. Uh, I, I my my brother is a robotics engineer at Brown University, right? <laughs> and he developed this AI system. <laughs> Just put it in a real doll, you know. Now we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take this real doll and submerge it in chlorine because I live with a bunch of frat boys and et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, so we're moving on to day two. And by the way, the days don't matter. I mean, the, this timeline does not matter. They could have just gone from one day to the next and woke up in the morning. But no, it says day two. Day two, and not, nothing really spectacular happened on day one. There was a little bit of foreshadowing that the place is haunted, but no shit, it's haunted. The thing is called American Poltergeist. Right. So, it's, it, I think Diana was cutting up some vegetables, and the knife moved, or am I bouncing forward? Like it fucking matters. I think I think you may be right. Yeah, that but, yeah. that happened day two. Gee, sorry, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. timeline, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so day two. day two. Why is this movie divided into days? I have no Makes idea, no but, the, but the next scene is them arriving back at this house again with all of their junk. So I guess the premise is they're going to stay at this house because they pay. They keep mentioning it's cheap to pay the rent for each room. Yeah, only three twenty-five a month. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? And that's why they're <laughs> at this house, I guess, just to stay for for a vacation. Well, they, 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 the premise was they didn't want to live on campus. They're college kids, they're oh, okay. seniors, they're upperclassmen. They don't want to live on – they shouldn't have to live on campus in a dorm anymore. So all the cool kids are moving out and actually living in a house oh. off campus as opposed to, you know, being crammed in a dorm and, and having to put up with, you know, crappy roommates in a dorm or something. <laughs> okay, so that, that's, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, we, we meet, uh, the leering cop at this point, Nikki, who is dressed like, uh, <laughs> like she forgot to take off her stripper garb as she left the strip club. She's, she's met by this leering cop and she's wearing short shorts and, uh, the cop says something weird and off putting to her Alvarez officer Alvarez, yeah. who's, who plays no <laughs> point in this movie whatsoever. He's just a useless character that should never even have been been there indicative of the cast <laughs> well but they tried to they tried to tie him in i mean like later on and they're kind of jumping ahead here but they, they tried to tie him in like he had some kind of relationship with diana but it never really they didn't really ever explain it or pan it out or anything it was just another one of those random things where you're left scratching your head going what the hell is this about now yeah why is he here why does i mean he shows up near the end too but again right. he doesn't even need to be there at the end it's, no but, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, he was he, really pointless. What it was was he was the gold star uh, Kickstarter contributor, so they had to put him in the movie. <laughs> He's the top Patreon contributor, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I had to shoot five crackheads and steal their money to to give you all this money. You're putting me in the movie. Okay, so we have uh, one of the girls, uh, Taryn, I believe, right? The, is that the, the sister or? The main yeah, girl. Michael's sister. Yeah, so main Michael, girl. Sister, Michael's sister, Taryn, shows her stealing a doll for some reason. Um, yeah. I, I was like, she should get a nice price for that on the dark web because it's such an eerie-looking doll. <laughs> uh, put it in one of those secret boxes that people buy up there. Um, but then we see... She's, <laughs> I was going to say, she's going to write its history, like, ah, dark history of this doll, not knowing it's probably true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we find something that we found in a, a previous movie. I can't... I can't uh, several previous movies, I think, Clay, which is another yes. locked door in a house. Yes, 
Another locked door. Yeah, they. Uh, Michael asked Diana, who replies robotically as hell, Miss Donna Spangler. I've got a lot to say about Donna Spangler, but anyway, um, we'll get to that later. Uh, Michael's carrying some boxes, and it, that his doofy uh, bro buddy showed up like, dude, this house is killer. And I was like, no, it's not. It's really not. It yeah. looks like a house. If you close your eyes and imagine house, it looks like that. It's <laughs> fucking boring. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there he's like, hey, can I put some of my stuff down here? You know, I got boxes of lube and footballs, whatever he's, he's bringing in. And, and 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 Diana's like, no, the door is locked. You cannot go in because the key is a thing that I do not have at this time. There is no key. And he's like, oh, okay. And I, <laughs> Let's just take it out of my truck again. All right. I guess I'll just I guess I'll just sleep on all these sex toys. Jesus. <laughs> so we're about 10 minutes in here. And uh, <laughs> I'm talking the movie, that is. And so <laughs> it feels about like about that forty. Yeah. So the girl yeah. pulls out uh, the doll out from under her pillow secretly while she's in the room with her roommate Taryn. I say I call her the girl in my notes, but she's actually Taryn. Uh, she has the this doll under her pillow. It's like she, is she a kleptomaniac? Is she's trying to hide her doll stealing habit? Does she go into Hobby Lobby and go into their dollhouse <laughs> section just start smuggling little dolls out through her butt? Or I mean. That's what it seems like she's trying to hide some weird secret of having this doll with her. They never explain why why nope. she was compelled to take it. No. That was another one of those scenes where it's like, you know, you see her come into the room. You see her, you know, the camera pans over. You see the dolls. There's like a collection of dolls there. And then she grabs the one, walks off with it. And then you're like, okay, why was that all? Because, you know, you, again, you keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, they're going to explain this. And it's another one of those mysteries where it's like, okay, just random stuff thrown in there for no apparent reason. <laughs> they constantly leave you guessing, though, because they 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 make a point of showing Michael put up his crucifix. And uh, okay, were was Michael a, a Christian back when Christianity was invented, week one? Because he puts up this crucifix that looks like some prop from a black metal band, you know, like <laughs> or or something from a Monty Python where they just jump in and no one expects the Spanish Inquisition and they're holding. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only thing he pops up onto his wall. It's just his crucifix, and I was like, okay, well, this is going to go somewhere later. And this is another thing yeah. that kept pushing the idea that. This is a religious film, like one of those uh, left behind films or something like it's just right. gonna, it's speaking to a certain audience, maybe. That's what I uh, just. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was just a really bad uh, plot point, or if they they realized that oh well, we need to have some way to resolve this thing. So uh, it'll be Michael. He goes to church. That that makes you qualified to uh... qualified. Yeah, to exercise demons. <laughs> <laughs> you you need you need to evict dark spirits from your domicile. Michael is your man. That's that's the guy. But Michael does get a large, nice room with a full size bed and a nice view, at least. Yeah. Meanwhile, the two girls, Taryn and, and Jenna, have to room together in Tyrion Lannister's murder cot. <laughs> well, and let us not forget, you know, as soon as they move in, I mean, they, they, they get all their crap, they put, bring all the stuff in, and then as soon as they come in, what's the first thing they start doing? Planning a big party. We got to have a big party. We got to have friends over. We got to have all these people come over and stuff. <laughs> Let's get kicked out of this house immediately right, by right. bringing all of our dumbass friends over and, 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 and filming an episode of Dare Dorm. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? Okay. <laughs> you laughed. You know what Dare Dorm is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Were we talking about fake taxi here? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's in the same block of real estate, that's for sure. And I kept waiting for that to happen. Not that I'm trying to, not that I got porn brain or anything, but if you're going to compare a, a horror to porn, like they, I think they take up the same kind of, of spot in people's gray matter. They both have to work towards a conclusion. There's got to be some visceral thing that happens. And American Poltergeist is like, what? It, it's a horror movies have to be horrific in some kind of way. Yeah, interesting, right. funny, entertaining, something. <laughs> nope. So one of the girls uh, walks down the, I'm probably skipping ahead a little bit, but we got to, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So one of the girls walks down to the basement and she sees two dead people. I guess they're dead on the ground and I guess they're ghosts. Yeah, Taryn is compelled to go downstairs because she hears some fake, vague rustling noise and she sees dead people on the ground and screams bloody murder and then they're just gone and no one wakes up. And, and Nikki's down there for some reason sleepwalking, I guess, holding a hatchet. Yep. Under the <laughs> stairs or something like that? I'm trying to remember yeah, where she yeah. was at. Yeah. Yeah, she's just ripe for the devil under there, uh, waiting for him to come to her, I guess. And just, yeah, it didn't make any sense. They kind of push her back up into her bed. She lies down next to her boyfriend, Mike, not Michael, the other guy. And uh, she lies, Scott, Scott lies there with Scott. And they kind of fade out from that scene with her eyes still wide open, like she's just dead. So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) just put a dead girl into the bed with your. Boyfriend. And, and Taryn, for no good reason, has established that she doesn't like Nikki, the girlfriend. And I'm like, why do you give a shit? Your your uh, your brother is is banging a hot girl. Quit hating. <laughs> so we move into day three. We get the little card that says day three. And I'm like, finally, oh, day God. three. I've been waiting for day three to get here. <laughs> oh, oh it's been bad i bet this tells you how how far ahead i wanted to get i was already on day four i'm like nope <laughs> not yet asshole we got to go back a day so the the other blonde girl that's there they're all out in the backyard i guess near the jacuzzi and pool and the yep. the other blonde, jenna jenna jenna's taking pictures she sees this monster up on the balcony and instead of reacting she takes a picture of it she looks at it eh, and goes well casually yeah, yeah it's like Wow, that's not that's it's not you know it's it's not just seeing a lady on the balcony. If you see a lady on the balcony, that's scary enough. But when you know you know no one else is in the house, but when it looks monstrous, you're like that might. <laughs> yeah, Morgan, little... just describe what this character looked like that that Jenna was photographing casually. Oh, uh, go ahead. No, 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 you go, please. I mean, you know, you could clearly see when she when she panned back and she looks up there. I mean, you see this you know, obviously feminine figure, but she's dressed in like this old school, you know, almost like a school teacher kind of dress. You know, it's like the blue blouse top of the long sleeve with the, you know, the big flowy sleeves and the dress, the wig was horrible. Oh my God. The hair was just bad. It was like this big curly, uh, you know, hair and the, the, the facial makeup was like, what are they doing? It doesn't even, you know, and, and she doesn't even like flinch or anything. She just takes the photo and yeah. she's like, all right, well, I'm going to hang on to that. And, you know, maybe I might check into that later on. I know the black sockets of an obvious demon, hollow <laughs> sockets for eyes, just this grinning, just this, this, this face from a nightmare. And she's like, I think I'll take a picture of that click and then just back to oh, okay so what what were we talking about like uh, uh cheetos and and fruit loops or something like <laughs> just casually no problem yep. they're yeah yeah the and the thing is it's like we nothing has really happened up to up to this point but the sister taryn is automatically 
saying there's something evil. There's an entity lur lurking in this house and that lured Nikki to the basement. And she's like starting to get she's starting to get weird really quickly when nothing has really happened. You know what I'm saying? That, that nothing has happened in this house other than she saw Nikki in the basement with a with a hatchet. And she might have right. she has the she has the one vision in the basement and suddenly you know all bets are off she wants nothing to do with the house and then her brother is just like don't start with this now don't start again or something to, to that effect almost like alluding to like she's had this happen before and he's like admonishing her for having quote unquote these visions kind of thing yeah and she claims <laughs> she claims when she's arguing with her brother that she's the most rational person person ever and i'm like really are you the most rational <laughs> yeah. person ever because you really jump to a conclusion that that's not the most rational right yeah yeah she's she's yeah she's and she's super bitchy to their to their host who inexplicably wants to hang out with these kids and have lunch with them all the time and like what kind of pervy shit are you into there has got to be so many cameras hidden in this you know what it is i figured it out you know who's in the basement is the creepy old guy from 13 cameras he's down there just with a with a, a, a economy size bottle of jerkins lotion just having at it that's why no one can go down there. i'd be almost hoping for that but yeah so they 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 had this weird kind of lunch they have more arguments about you know the house diana utters one of the most iconic lines in the the movie when they have food in front of them dig in and uh, <laughs> i had to write that down because i thought it was very iconic and again that was again that was donna spangler donna spangler who if there is a star of this oh it's, yes uh, actress it's her and oh she I, was so bad did... she's good i mean that's just oh yeah she's so bad she's good and uh, Morgan and I both did some research on her, but I found out something really interesting about her that you guys might not know. Did you know that she uh, teaches an acting class in West Hollywood? <laughs> oh, Sorry, man. just oh, water does. all over my keyboard. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does. Like, check it out. I got, can you, you probably can't hear that. I got the ad copy right here, in fact. I said, uh, you know, like, I can, I can, I don't, I can read you the ad copy. That's as good as we can do. I can, I can read you the ad copy. For some reason. Oh my God. Nothing makes sense in this world. So here we go. Do you want to be a professional actor, but you just don't have the skills? Are you going on audition after audition with no callbacks? Well, you need a shot of acting adrenaline. Introducing the Donna Spangler Acting Workshop. Donna Spangler, the star of over 34 Hollywood features, will teach you the tricks that made her an expert in the craft of acting. Lessons include convincing character instructions. So how do you all know each other? What college did you say you all attend? Compelling emotions. Dig in. Who's the lady in the blue dress? What lady in the blue dress? Is she a caretaker of the property or something? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Proper line delivery. Officer Alvarez, come in. Nice to see you, Miss Eastbrook. Likewise. I do for you. Oh, I'm just checking in. I noticed some kids moving in the other day. Are you renting out the rooms? Yes. We could all use the company. And most importantly, passion. Sign up today. Seats are limited. No refunds. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say compelling emotions? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I tell you, she sold it with Dig In. 
I can't believe it's so close to me. I might have to sign up for one of her classes. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's, you should that's, go out there and just see what it's like. Yeah. That's a linchpin in your future career, Jason. That's 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 the one thing you're missing. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to go. She was also a, uh, I guess, a former Playboy Playmate and had done some other stuff in the past. So it's good that she's, she's been out there teaching acting class. Like, really cool. 30, 34 credits on IMDb and um, yeah, and she showed her breasts a lot. And I, after I watched this thing for probably the second time to make sure it was fresh on my mind, I went and did some research. Like I think I might have actually given my computer a spamware virus trying to find nudity of the actors in this just to <laughs> redeem the experience a bit. And I got halfway into it. I'm like, I don't care. And then just <laughs> shut it all down. Like I don't even care. It's been about 30 30 minutes to an hour looking up stuff. Yes. I, I, yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I did find a scene with uh, uh, Nikki, the girlfriend, and it's some shower scene from some poor movie. You can't really see much, but it it was not enough. I still want my money back. <laughs> so we're about a, we're about twenty three minutes into the movie here. Uh, the another weird thing is that they're sitting there eating, and the sister asks if she can be excused after the dumb argument they have at the table. And I'm like, "You're an adult. Get up and go. Why do you have to ask to be excused?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not at your parents' house. <laughs> I know, God. I mean, I don't like her, but I didn't like any of them. They're all just terrible. I know, her with her doll-stealing habits. She's a horrible, <laughs> horrible hero, heroine. She's probably going to have sex with it, the degenerate. <laughs> okay, so uh, we get like about 24 minutes in, and then Diana is sitting awkwardly, and she does this weird stiff lean back. Did you, you remember that scene? I think it's, it's like, not kind of, really. It's kind of, I guess it was supposed to emulate some kind of possession, but it was so awkward to look. It just looks like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I vaguely remember what you're talking about now. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah. And she kind of just uh, goes back in her chair. Like if you had a rocking chair and you just kind of went back and held it for a little bit. And then you came back up and just started uh, painting your nails afterwards. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> like, that was over. Yeah. So Officer <laughs> Alvarez shows up at the door and he looks like a stripogram he looks like one of the stripograms yep. yep. did yep. you order a cop <laughs> <laughs> you ladies gotta keep the sound down bang 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 uh, he shows up for some odd reason again and asks do they know what happened here and then you hear this ominous music wah, 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 i'm like okay that's good, good you know go go away kid <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. so there's a like a birthday party the kid the church kid what's his name michael says he can't yep, i can't make he can't make the party because he'll be at church and i was like very good michael um, yeah very good don't, and don't touch your pee pee michael like it's, it's you sinner and uh i i may be if i'm jumping ahead there's something you want to talk about please let me know i'm just going to keep going to scenes. Uh, let me see here michael skeptical nonsense of ghost talk taryn researching house uh your brother has bruises from her ghost encounter i are we on day four where the hell are we on day three i think but oh for actually, god's sake it's think, never gonna i don't end. think i even wrote down day four i think by this point i had kind of given up uh I wrote, uh, I, my notes say day four assholes in all caps. So I, I was already getting kind of, it was already feeling a bit tedious by this. So day point. four must be the day of the, uh, the, the party or the day before. They go shopping for Taryn's party. Taryn is going to have a party because for some reason she deserves to have a birthday party and all of their dumb friends are going to come over. And so that's what they do. They go out shopping. Yeah, that was the deep dialogue line where they said, 
quote, we're going to the store to get food and drink for Nikki's party. Wow. Okay. Ah, okay. Oh, we're going we're gonna to eat and drink at this thing. <laughs> this thing's going to go off at the jacuzzi and pool, man. Oh, it's just going to be, it's, it, we're going to be just swamped in bodily fluids. But no, no, don't get your hopes up. It's not even, no one's, like, college students don't talk like this. I don't know any, but I can tell you that they oh, don't. They're, they're, it, the real conversation, we were going to get late, let's get fucking drunk, we're going to do some drugs. There'd be the triumvirate, drugs, sex, and alcohol, right? That's going to be the three things they talk about. But you're right, yeah, Taryn does go around, and she rummages around and finds pictures, like, in the basement she hears more bumps in the house that you know aren't that scary they're just bumps in a house and she reads some shit about lizzie borden and that's where we start and we see like her own name on one of the the people yes she, she, she finds some upsetting uh scooby-doo clues in the basement <laughs> she hears some bumps she kind of covers it up and goes running back upstairs but um yeah so then the around the 36 minute mark i don't know if you guys experienced it either but the the audio just shot up like really yeah. high. Oh yeah. oh yeah. There was very uneven audio. Yeah. And sometimes they just, sometimes the sound engineer says, fuck it. Soundtrack be damned. We're just going to have painful, painful silence as people walk around slowly, <laughs> just these long, <laughs> pointless, painful moments of exposition with no soundtrack and no idea about what we're doing or where they we're going. They probably ran out of money to pay the sound editor because they were paying Donna Spangler's <laughs> fees for that acting job. <laughs> Well, half of her half of her paycheck probably went right up her nose. <laughs> yeah, the other half went to another boob job or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we the whole thing, you know, she's writing. Yeah, so the audio is just horrible. Then we get lots of weird shots, uh, waist level of Taryn. She's oh, she's deciding she wants to leave now, and this is one of the most ridiculous scenes. Oh, that's uh, of the favorite. entire. Is it your this favorite? Is my favorite scene of the movie, man? This is my keep going. This is my favorite scene of the movie right here. So, this is, <laughs> so, so Taryn is so freaked out about this house. She she's she's like, I'm gonna leave. She tells everyone she's gonna leave, and everyone's like, Okay, leave. You know, get the fuck out. So get the, no one likes you. Yeah, they're, all, in the they're all sitting around the living room, and she comes storming in and just demands that she's going to leave, and she's out. So she's grabbing keys, and she's see ya. She grabs her stuff. There's a lot of butt shots of her for some reason. The mid-level, you know, I was just like, okay, that was just kind of an offside. But it, she goes to each car. Can I get your keys? And I get each car outside, and she can't. She supposedly can't leave because the cars won't start. Uh, right. The, the classic trope of the cars won't start in the horror movie. Yep. Exactly. But it would work better if maybe they were out in the middle of the country. They're in the middle of nowhere, but they're in a suburban area with cars yep. running back and forth. You can call an Uber, a Lyft. You can get on a I bike. Mean, I, yeah, I was going to say, I'm surprised you couldn't see an Uber in yeah. the background. Like somebody call an Uber. Or hell, <laughs> just get out and go walking. You'd probably yeah. end up at some other place, just, you know, less than a quarter mile down the road. There's a circle K. <laughs> just go down there. You can call someone from there. It's, and I was just slapping my forehead going, okay, she gave up trying to drive. <laughs> yeah, and, and keep in mind that she she goes in and out of that house three full times and asks for three different sets of keys from three different people. And not only that, we see her walk into the house, demand the keys, go out, try to start the car, stop back in and demand another set. Three times we see this. I'm like, what are you doing? And the best part is not a single one of the rest of them even blink. 
They just sit there. Yeah. They, there's like no dialogue, no nothing. They just they just sit there and let, let her do whatever the hell she wants to do. And then, well, this crazy person is demanding my keys, and I'm gonna give them to this crazy person. It's, that's how much they wanted her to leave. Like, please crash my Altima. I don't care. Take it. And so she, she and then when she comes in, it's like your car won't start. They're like, eh, Kesara, Sarah. Let me go back to watching this blank TV. I don't think there was anything on the TV. That's there was just it, just things just teeming with with narrative oversight. We'll 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 take it to the car in the or we'll take it to the mechanic in the morning. That was their their. Yeah. Get by. How? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when are we going to push it? That would have been fun to watch these these people just pushing uh, Saturn down the road. My, my note here specifically, I'm like, Taryn tries to leave. She should just call an Uber or walk down the well-lit street in the afternoon in an affluent suburb where she's no danger at all. <laughs> Not a minority for miles, wherever we are. The scene was so bad. I mean, it was so bad. It was good. I was laughing. I was literally uh, yeah. audibly laughing. It was so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I can't... I was I was totally like perplexed. Like, does does the movie know it's that bad? Is it is it kind of this wink wink? We know what we're doing Sharknado kind of approach, or is it just the, like the James Wen from Birdemic uh, kind of approach to where it's like it it's this guy has no clue that he's just doing the most incompetent movie. By the way, as a side note, I've watched every movie that James Wen has has made, and and they're almost unwatchable, but they are a thousand times more charming yeah. than this thing. Yeah, Bird Dimmick was uh, was a masterpiece of awful movie making, but it still <laughs> had some charm to it. This this doesn't have any charm. This is just a blank piece of paper that someone just scribbled some notes on, and this is where we're going with it. Yeah, yeah, like like you don't have to make a movie. That's what I want to tell these filmmakers. It's like you don't have to do it. It's it starts <laughs> off as a good idea over a, a drunken margarita one time at. at <laughs> <laughs> Wherever they're at, but you know, Della de los Locos. <laughs> but uh, basically, they just tell her to chillax. It's okay. Nikki's birthday party's tonight, you doofus. So they... <laughs> <laughs> we're having chips and cake. <laughs> and so this is where the the people of color showed up, which is one Asian person and a Jewish girl. Yeah. They make it known that she is Jewish. Oh yeah. Because the friends yeah. are arriving for this, it's a cringe-inducing. Uh, uh, the Jewish girl even says, "Like, oh, I managed to get out of the house, but you know how Jewish mothers are." He 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 he. Yeah, like I, we don't need to know that she's no. Jewish. We don't need to know. It, we don't need to know at all. It's totally not important. But uh, it, yeah, she she's going to remind us every six minutes, and they find reasons like, "Hey, what's your friend's name?" You can't have her. She's Jewish. Yeah. Like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Well, that was just it. It's like when she wasn't reminding us, Michael was doing a good job of reminding us because of his interest in her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, you're always, <laughs> you're always uh, declaring fatwas against people. It, you just wouldn't, it wouldn't work out with you and her. <laughs> this is where I started. This is the point of the movie where I started making my predictions down who would die first. And uh, so uh, the Asian girl was doing, I, I have to call her the Asian girl because this is, it, it means a lot because there's no people of color in this movie until now. So she's doing cocaine, the, the book of sugar <laughs> by herself. And that's why I was like, yeah, she'll probably die first or the yep. Jewish girl. That's what I, that was my yeah, prediction. And, 
and this you got to understand the tone of this party it's it's it, the whole cast everybody seemed like their instruction was if you have fun i'm going to kill you and your family i'm going <laughs> to boil your puppy right in front of you you can't have fun so it, she's off by herself doing cocaine cocaine is the last drug you would want to do at this party it was like i would want to be so stoned that i was stupid <laughs> to get just get through it yeah a party of like six people i think is what it was yeah. yeah. Oh, it was the party was the saddest affair. It's like uh, five of of Nikki's dumbass friends, and, it, and that's exactly what this movie needed was an infusion of douchebags. <laughs> it was just draft swilling fuckheads. They, they needed. <laughs> I could understand they needed more people to maybe kill off, but it, it even the 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 deaths that we see in a couple of minutes don't pay off at all. Anyways. Um, oh, no. So we we see uh so there's like this weird scene where Taryn is talking about I guess how she's just mentions casually that this is a murder house. This is where Lizzie Borden chopped up her parents or something like that. And well, and just just a yeah. quick side note on this one, guys. Like that this was my one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and it was so weird. Like they're describing the big part of exposition, like Jason just said, is is that they mention that this is the house that Lizzie Borden chopped up her parents in. Oh, very interesting. Not really, but. <laughs> During the scene, all the girls are in the room, in the same room, and it's this big, open, beautiful guest room. And I'm thinking, like, why are Jenna and and um, Taryn rooming together when they've got this giant guest room? Right. But they're getting they're getting uh, they're getting dressed to to go swim. But you can tell all of the actors are incredibly uncomfortable with the very notion of getting naked for this turd of a th film. So they're all like, "Oh, let me just take off the buckle on my shoe here. This sure is." <laughs> yeah, they're all doing this weird thing. Like, let me just take a sock off. Let me just peel the sock down slowly. <laughs> it, it's so weird. You can tell that they're all. It was just, more like it, they lost their first hand at strip poker or something like that, as opposed to getting ready to go. <laughs> You know? <laughs> You're like, do I really have to do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can look at my foot, but even that seems kind of inappropriate. <laughs> so, so we, so Taryn is like, just kind of casually mentions, and you know, Nikki maybe a little freaked out, but she's not. You know, it's interesting. No one seems to be really, really uh, freaked out about it. But uh, uh, Taryn's brother just goes off on her. Uh, say, would you stop spreading rumors that this is a murder house for once? And he adds for once at yeah. the end, which I thought was an odd language choice. Would you stop spreading rumors that this is a murder that this is a murder house for once? <laughs> Even though she didn't do right. it once. And good job, dude. You you have C blocked yourself <laughs> epically with this wrote, move. This is her party. This, this line makes no sense since Nikki just found out that the house was an old murder scene. It, it's <laughs> it's like she came up she's like hey uh hey scott or whatever his name is uh did you know this is where lizzie borden was chopped up her parents would you stop spreading rumors at this is the murder house for one oh my god <laughs> shut your lying simple heifer yeah look like god dude gonna dial yeah, it back a bit dude, it's, it's, it's it's cool yeah just an odd <laughs> odd uh script choice that they chose but i mean of course that's not the first obviously but uh so what what really happens there? Because I'm jumping now into people biting it. <laughs> That's where we finally well, transition into Act Three, and you and things finally start happening. Right. Thank goodness. Yeah. So the yeah. <clears throat> I have to say the Jewish girl because I don't really know her name, and she starts heading out through one of the back end exits, I guess, trying to leave, 
and uh, she gets ambushed by Diana and the the ghost of Lizzie Borden. That's what I'm assuming. That's yeah. Right. But yeah. we don't see a payoff. We just kind of, you know, they rush her real quick, and that's the end of that scene. Oh, it was it was yeah. odd. I mean, the 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 angle of the shot was really really tight, so you don't really see anything, and all you really kind of see is just the back of someone's head. And that's it. And so, yeah, there is no payoff. It's like it's only afterwards you kind of figure out, oh, that's what happened. She got freaking killed. All right. <laughs> but we still don't know how she somehow that that leaves your mouth all in this weird stroke rictus with blood dripping out of your face. That's how Lizzie Borden killed people, I guess, but by spooking them to death. Yeah, so that, yeah. that was another. <laughs> they bled out the this eyes. This was another <laughs> another sticking point that uh, I don't know if I I didn't put a note in, but he just spurred my memory here. But Lizzie Borden killed people killed her parents supposedly with an act hatchet there yeah, was no use of a hatchet or axe in nope. this movie at all no yeah. other than the scene downstairs where you see nikki in the basement and exactly. you see the hatchet other than that there's no other mention or, or shot of a hatchet the rest of the film and i thought you know i thought yeah. from that scene it's like oh nikki's gonna get possessed we're gonna see her go around and just chopping people up in their beds which, which would have been cool in my my book but no at this point, my no. thought was, okay, this is horror movie by Jigsaw Puzzle. You got to kind of figure out what the hell's going on and fit pieces together because it does not flow. There's nothing that really kind of goes from, you know, from point A to point B to point C. It's it's just kind of all mishmash thrown together. Yeah, yeah, and and, and at this point in the movie, the, the party, you can tell that they're like, all right, we started, we have to start kind of getting things going. So <laughs> several of the guests just get spooked to death, like boogity <laughs> boogity, yeah. and then yeah. they. Yeah, there's this one hilarious scene where uh, one of the girl who's like, she's about Diana's age, this alleged yeah. friend of their other the, friends. Uh, like the, the girl who's probably from Slovenia or something. Yeah, and you know, and I, was, I don't want to say like this older lady because she's probably like my age, but you know, <laughs> she's she she's in the shower and her and her boyfriend's like, hey, doop de doop de doop, he's derping around the bed. The, the he gets into like the sauna, and then the ghost of Lizzie Borden just shows up, and then he's like makes this comically just hilarious, I'm scared oh, face, yeah. like, <laughs> and then he. I dead. have that written down. I have that written. I'd say drunk dude with his O face was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh my god! <laughs> I, I wish we could throw up a, a visual medium of this because just take screenshots and I, just throw it up here because it would be awesome. Imagine a, a, a beer, a draft beer swilling uh, alpha male that just got his first, uh, that just had his first finger up his butt. That's kind of a little bit. That's what he looked like. He, he's surprised, but um, not scared as much as just kind of like very shocked or something. I don't know. I don't. Well, so uh, as we move along, we, we I, I guess the the kids, you know, they're all you know in one place in the living room. They finally see Diana with uh, the the ghost of Lizzie Borden outside the window, and they start freaking out. Finally, you know, they believe that the place is haunted, or you know, not necessarily a poltergeist by description, but it's haunted. Okay, we'll give them that. And they start coming up with this convoluted plot devices. We hear a lot of exposition about how to get rid of it. And, and yeah, they finally point fingers at the church kid and say, oh, you can exercise this demon, right? Yeah, and, and he naturally is like, no, dude, I go to Sunday school every week. What do you <laughs> but that so, doesn't stop him from trying. Yeah, I mean, I play a lot of StarCraft. Don't ask me to to be a military advisor <laughs> to anyone. So we, it starts getting a little, little, you know, it starts running together because we see Michael or Scott. Is that his name? I keep getting the the brothers. 
Scott, Scott's the short-haired guy. Michael okay. is the curly-haired religious so Scott guy. Runs yeah. like a little yeah. dweeb. He, he just has this weird gait about him when he runs. And yeah, he runs upstairs, and <laughs> they're trying to find Diana, right? Or I Diana guess. shows up, they grab her and pin her down, and that's when Officer, oh, creepy yeah. Officer Alvarez shows up, and he's just standing there. He's like, you, you know, he's already in on it, but he's just standing there over them, watching them hold this woman down, yep, not doing anything. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, we kind of get it, but can you kind of play the part a little bit? Like, what are you kids up to? You know, can I... <laughs> like, hey, I feel compelled to tell you to not sexually assault that lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he just stands. He's on the sidelines. You know, if you're one of the kids, you. I know there's a lot going on around you and you'd be like, Oh good. There's a cop here. He can help us. Can you go and get help? You know, call 911, do something. Uh, but that doesn't happen. He just kind of sits there like a stump on a log and they all go down to the basement. Yeah. Help. Yeah. And they, uh, that, is is that where they perform the exorcism? I think that we get, we were nearing the climactic yeah. uh, kind start, of. Uh, we end, start seeing Diana's amazing uh, possession performance uh, that obviously oh, yeah. stole and copied straight from The Exorcist and other like the Exorcism of Emily Rose and the other great exorcism movies. She is putting that all into her performance as she just kind of sticks her tongue out, very evil. <laughs> she, there is a literal scene where she she's like blah, 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 and then she just sticks her tongue out like she's a kid at one of the acts. Well, don't, don't, don't forget that she uh, lazily flails her arms and kicks her feet a little. She bit does. Too. She she seems like yeah, she's in distress. Yeah. Anyway, god damn. Um, what what happened? Uh, next? So, yeah, um, we're an hour. And yeah, I, I, like, yeah. This it, is where it, you have a kid who, like, who barely goes to Sunday school is now going to you know do this master level exorcism on somebody you know that he's never done before. Yeah, and he's like, Christ compels you by the power of Jesus. Um, uh, Mohammed be damned. I don't know what I'm even saying. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that. Cthulhu, uh, Satan. I think he was calling on every Eastern and Western deity that he could think of. But he, uh, they, they, they do. They perform the exorcism, or they at least try to. The, the whole movie at, in the third act becomes this. I want to say chaotic, but it was still somehow boring. It, it it managed to straddle the two lines between chaos and and complete boredom, where people are getting sucked into alcoves. Like, yeah. uh, you know, the it seems like some of the characters are possessed themselves, and they're getting pulled into every nook and cranny of the house. They can't break the windows. Yeah. Like they're they're oh, feebly yeah. beating oh, yeah. on the windows. Like the windows won't yeah, break. <laughs> like, yeah, there were no convincing. really. There's no rules set in this little world that they've created. So it, it's like Nikki supposedly gets possessed and she gets pulled into some alcove uh i'm not even sure what happened to uh scott or you know what did he die i i'm assuming he died right in the end yeah like the 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 very very finale of the of the 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 movie is uh, they perform this exorcism right let me look back through my notes because i watched this but i still can't <laughs> did morgan do you remember like there's some do they did, is the i think it's successful isn't it like there's, somebody gets shot in the face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Michael, Michael doing the doing the possession or trying to. He, for some reason, the cop gives him the gun, and he's like, "Well, you should just shoot yourself." And Michael's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's what. Yep. And and, and, and we, the audience, are thinking like, "That's a pretty good idea." <laughs> for once, this movie has done something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so 
um, I think that Taryn is coming downstairs in the end, isn't it? And and there's like blam, and she's like, no, what happened? Like there's all these these weird deaths that kind of happen off yeah. screen somehow and and you get the idea that that professor alvarez it was in on it it <laughs> professor like, alvarez I, honestly guys I've, <laughs> I've watched i've watched this thing twice and that's i've suffered through it twice i can't it it won't stick in my brain it won't stay like i i would try to remember it like what happened you what happened like, brain my friend it's yeah, it's like my brain was like, I'm not keeping that. It's it's like food poisoning. Like when you <laughs> eat something that doesn't need to be in there, you just expel it violently. That was happening to my brain. I think it leaked out all over my pillow. <laughs> I haven't looked at my pillow in the night, but I'm pretty sure that <laughs> American poltergeist is in a puddle on my pillow <laughs> sheet somewhere. So we are so the obviously the the exorcism did not take and everyone pretty much dies except for Taryn who we see day five pops up like again, like this has any significance at all. And we see yeah, Diana coming out yeah. of the house and she's holding Taryn and Taryn has her head suspiciously covered. And there's a, the, the yeah. Diana crying scene is the best. She's the, I mean, it really took my heart. Oh, yeah. I, it's it. Uh, she knows that this is her last chance to give a good performance. So she just bellows and wails and screams. It's like so shocking because she's been comatose through the entire movie and i was just like ah, <laughs> like all right that's a, that's a, that's a take so that that and then we see taryn lift up her head and somehow for some reason she's got red eyes to uh, illustrate that she is possessed i guess by lizzie borden now i guess yeah no one yeah. has had red eyes yeah. yet so red know. eyes definitely signify possession i guess or they just had a cool set of contacts they got at spencer's and <laughs> yeah. i mean continuity is for d-bags so screw that <laughs> so this is a, a movie that was called american poltergeist which didn't really have a poltergeist uh it was definitely an american film um yeah. It was a film that revolved uh, – the secret was it was Lizzie Borden who was known to hack up her parents with a hatchet, 40 Wax or whatever that little poem is. And there was not one scene of one kid getting axed, and uh, that's what I took away from this film. Yeah, and no reason – like I don't see a lot of reasons why a mentally ill young lady uh, back in pioneer days or whenever it was that, that likes to plant axes into people's foreheads – it gets is allowed to be a poltergeist why does that make you a vengeful spirit that can inhabit right. people and take them over makes no sense yeah no, it, it was it, a complete it, disconnect from from the title of the movie and what you thought going in versus what you got yeah i i, I think, it, I think uh, we all kind of when we started this uh, i did at least i don't want to speak for everyone else i thought it was going to be uh i thought it was going to be a cheesy movie from right off the bat which I'm fine with. I've seen plenty of them. I can I can get with that. I thought it uh, would delve more into actual poltergeist activity, a la the movie Poltergeist, you know, where it's not a single entity, but it's almost like multiple, and, you know, we'd see this crazy shit that was going on, but nothing really crazy happened throughout this film except for the way people reacted to situations. It was, you know, they're long, pointless moments of screamingly dull, unnecessary exposition. And sometimes the soundtrack just decided that it was feeling sad that day and it went home. Um, let me, what else was there? I found moments to chuckle, but it was more like a coping mechanism than actual <laughs> exactly. entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, the the dialogue yeah. was very dry. It was very, you know, forced and, and it was acted the way it was written and... 
yeah, it was just there was there was a couple of moments where they tried to do like you know the classic horror trope jump scares. Yeah, none of it really kind of made you jump or anything. Like you said, it was more comical than anything else. Yeah, it, literally, like I was looking at it like, okay, okay. And a jump scare is the cheapest form of of scares, yeah. like because yeah. you can't help but jump at a jump scare. It's like remember the American um, version of that movie, uh, one of one of those Japanese movies, The Ring or something like that, or or The Grudge, yeah. The Grudge. Like I can, that was one of those cheap jump scare movies that you would jump, but it wasn't effective. It was just annoying. American poltergeist couldn't even. Uh, couldn't even accomplish no, that. Yeah, you yeah. didn't even lift a finger on a jump scare in this movie. Yeah, it was just—it was almost like the movie didn't want to entertain us. It had no—it it had no desire to to make the audience laugh, gross them out, entertain them in any way. It, it, it would be easy to call it like the acting so poor that it was quote unquote porn <laughs> acting, but that's—it's reductive. That's, a, that's an insult because adult films have a sense of urgency. They go somewhere. They—they they want there to be a payoff. This it wouldn't even give you that. Not nothing. Even even that crass and base that wouldn't even give you. So that. I am on uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now, and I'm looking at the t- the audience score is four uh, percent, which is not a surprise. Uh, the one thing that is a surprise is the the poster they use for American Poltergeist. It says American Poltergeist. There's and it says at the bottom, "Don't anger the dead." And then there's a small child standing in front of a closet uh, with a bunch of ghostly things coming out of the closet with a figure there. And that reflects nothing that happened in this film. So yeah. I'm not sure where this this theatrical poster came from, but it's oh, they're five for five. Yeah. Nothing, nothing on that. That the house doesn't look like that. There's no creepy woods. There are some red yeah, eyes yeah, at yeah, the end. Yeah, that's about all you get. You know. uh, so the audience says yeah. uh, there was a one five star review on Rotten Tomato. What? So I'm going to read it <laughs> by Donna Spangler <laughs> from Joseph H. and his. Responses, I can't stop watching it. Five stars. Uh, July 2nd, 2016. That's it. That was his review. I can't stop watching it. So I'm looking back through the cast and crew to find this guy. It has to be a plant. There's or maybe no this way. is just like a cry for help and this joke <laughs> made dead. <laughs> That'd be funny if one of the reviews said, let's see you fucking assholes make a movie and see how good it is. <laughs> the director. <laughs> I keep I keep it thinking was, more desperately at this, uh, or not desperately, I keep looking at this review and I see, I can't stop watching it. And I think now it's like it is a cry for help. He's reaching out to the internet saying, help, I can't stop watching it. I'm dying. Yeah, yeah. Someone <laughs> save me. It's, it's like, uh, I'm going to kill myself. Like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where they go in the castle of Ah. <laughs> 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 <It was hot. laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, when I was watching this, I had a weird thought. I have a lot of those, but it, I was thinking like, okay, what if this movie isn't really a movie? What if it's some kind of weird Illuminati uh, like recruitment <laughs> thing? Like there, there's no, it's not actually a movie. There's just a lot of triggers in there. Like it's, it's Operation Mind Crime Part 3. Like there's something that you're going to see on there and it's going to trigger the operative to go out and, and murder some important a dictator somewhere <laughs> some yeah, messages uh, or something we've got a manchurian candidate out there right now who's watched american poltergeist and is ready to well actually trigger that key word if you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't finish that thought though the black boot heels will splitter i'm, not, I'm, not saying anything. Yeah. I'm just saying say that key word <laughs> <laughs> just please say it <laughs> okay well i guess 
little jazz hands. <laughs> okay, so we are at the end of yet another. This is episode twelve. We are back, baby. We I feel I feel fresh yes. and revived and. I, I do too, and it's good to have you on board, Morgan. Hopefully, we uh, didn't uh, talk over no, you no, too no. much. I, mean, yeah, I figure first to... episode, I'm just getting kind of a feel on things, the lay of the land, that kind of stuff. So we're good. No, it's all good. It's all good, man. Um, you know, and I I kind of feel bad because it's like this is the first one that we're coming back to. This movie was painfully bad. Like I I can't recommend that anyone watch it, even ironically. You can't even mind good uh like jokes and mocking it there's no, nothing there no. there's you, you'll no, walk 90 minutes back of your no. life yeah it's painful it's literally it's painful i feel like it wanted a piece of my soul and it got it like i got you you know you, you're never getting <laughs> well i uh, it's going to be a horrible 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 sequel that we have to watch next and i think you guys have already watched it but i've been holding off on this motherfucker for a long time Oh, I, apologize for, yeah. I apologize for my French, but I guess I will have to just break down and watch it this week. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, I, yeah. No yeah. spoilers, but it's American Poltergeist yeah, keep that in 2. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. Number yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's probably going to be a number two all over the place, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is, this is one of those movies where you're uh, completely perplexed at the fact that it exists and it's out there and distributed into the world. Like, how did this one get made and how in the hell yeah. did you make a sequel? Yeah. How, who, who gave you money for this? Who, what, <laughs> what mob <laughs> informant, what mob boss is, is trying to, you know, launder that's money. Through theory, these, that's my, I'm sticking to it. Like, They're laundering yeah. money or something, man. There's no <laughs> way you would, and your, anybody in their right mind would want to make this. I mean, as, and especially given what movie costs today, I mean, you know, the cameras, the sound editing and all that stuff and everything except you got to pay someone just to find a set location and all this stuff to film. It's it's not cheap. And no. to sink all this into no. that, and that's what you get out of it. I mean, did, were there any investors who looked at the end product and be like, yeah, that was a wise use of my money. I could see that going good. I mean, if you're, if you're legitimate, if it's legit, there's no way you're going to be satisfied with that. This was a this was a favorite. No, well, it had, it had to have been a final project in yeah. film school. There's no way this was. Yeah, this is a favorite movie. film. Like I said near that beginning, this is like we we just just a group of friends. There's no real money except maybe just a pool that their parents gave them. You know, to yeah. out of. But uh, okay, I'm done. Let's stop talking about this <laughs> movie. Uh, do we have anything? <laughs> let's never let's never mention uh, it again. Morgan, I'm going to go to you. We usually try to do plugs. I have like a little plug, plug stinger at the end of this, but uh, I, do you have anything you want to promote or talk about or not talk about? Uh, but... I have no idea. I'll let, I'll let you. I'll just defer to you guys. Um. Well, it's 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 in the stinger at the end, but I'm a cartoonist, and you should, uh, if not me, go out and and support uh, another artist that's making indie work that you like. But if you want to support me, go to hboys.com and check it out. Awesome, awesome, and uh, yeah, most of my stuff is at the stinger at the end too. But I am now Twitch streaming some video games, so if you're into that, you want to come hear me get salty and curse and be uh, very very naughty. Because I show my boobs. <laughs> oh. uh, that's not true. I don't show my boobs. But I do <laughs> I do say well, a lot hey. of bad words when I die in these video games. So if you want to come and see a person and just troll him and p keep poking the tiger while you're there, uh, JT, come to Twitch TV. <laughs> JT Corpse is the name. All one word. So. Nice. Yeah, I was hoping I could get through the podcast without imagining your hairy areolas. <laughs> I shave my areolas. Mmm, <laughs> yumsies. Nice. Ooh. 
Yeah, I narrowed on this last time. But. All right. Mm, All right, guys, so that's nice. it. Uh, thanks, for everyone, for joining us for another episode of Cinematic Suffering, and we will hopefully catch you next week. All right, thanks, guys. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cinematic Suffering. Clay is an extremely talented and twisted comic artist, and you should visit his pride and joy, hboys.com. That's H-B-O-Y-Z.com. If you're a fan of death and black metal, check out Jason's band Greyfield on all social media platforms, as well as his doom metal project Stygian Crown. Music provided by FaceXHugger. Check out FaceXHugger on Bandcamp and Twitter for more synthwave horror-themed music. Questions, comments, and hate mail should be directed to our Twitter account at Cinematic Supper.